0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Chief Interest Now podcast. I'm your host, Gayle Nicole, founder and coach at ChiefInterestNow.com, where I help single millennial women level up in their career, their creativity, and their confidence. I'm excited about today's episode because I get a chance to interview somebody that I've been following and admiring from afar for the past several months. Her name is Suzette Speaks. She is the face of her brand, SuzetteSpeaks.com, and she's really sort of a local celebrity in the South Florida community. Suzette is a journalist, an attorney, broadcast host for TBN and National Weekly and an MC and speaker And I love this interview because I know that you're going to be able to pull so many nuggets of wisdom um, from Suzette's journey and changing her own career from an attorney to a multimedia journalist but also a speaker and a coach for women and empowering them to pursue their dreams and to overcome their self-imposed limits or limitations around them. So listen in and take note. Welcome, 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 Suzette to the She Ventures Now podcast. What's
1: up? How are you, Gayon? Thanks I'm, for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I totally enjoyed getting to know you and meeting you at the brunch that you did the ch- is it called the Chat and Chew? Is that the what the Chat
1: and Chew brunch, yes. Yes.
0: Last month, it was amazing. I love that you brought so many women together to talk about just women's empowerment and the things that we go through. And I really connected with your story. So I was like, I have to get her on the podcast because things that you said during that brunch just really resonated with me. And so I want to say thank you so much for having the courage to put on those events. I know it's a lot of work that people don't talk about, but I really, really want you to know, like, man... um, that, that really touched me, that, that brunch and the conversation. Well, oh,
1: thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you, you doing this type of follow-up because sometimes we get limited amount of time at brunch where we are really peeling back the onion of a lot of women's lives. Yeah. So it's great to kind of be able to do this and get in a little bit more depth. Um, with some of the issues that we we raised during those brunches.
0: Yeah. And so I know some of people that are going to be listening and be like, what was this brunch? What did she talk about? Who is Suzette Speaks? You know, she looks so fancy. She looks great. And, <laughs> you know, you are such an emblem of power and of confidence. And, I know that people who follow you are, you know, in some ways in the back of their mind, like, man, what's her story? So that's exactly what I brought you on this podcast for is because I wanted to hear more about your story. I checked out your website and I knew that you had gone through and are are navigating a career change. Absolutely. So I would love just to hear more about that story of how, what triggered your change of career.
1: Okay. Well, I guess I'll start from the beginning. I am a child of some great immigrants who came (laughs) to the United States uh, from Jamaica. They are wonderful parents. They have instilled some wonderful values that I'm very thankful for. But in one of the beautiful things of that struggle to make it in America, that immigrant story is that uh, in guiding you to become the best adult, the most productive adult, the most um, uh, income earning adult (laughs) as possible, um, we can sometimes lose ourselves in our own desires and our own ability to really kind of figure out what it is our gifts and talents are and what we really want to do with our lives right? So in their own beautiful way and um, trying to help you just figure out where to place your gifts as far as a career and how to navigate um, basically what is a very difficult uh, life here in America, which is you got yeah. to figure out your life pretty early. It's a lot to ask an 18 year old to figure out what they want mm, to do and ever yes. and ever. So it's not surprising that research shows that people have, several careers first and foremost over the course of their lives but after I went to undergrad I went to University of Florida go Gators and hey chop it up chop it up so um, I got a great education in people there I tell people yes. um, one of the yes. most beautiful things I learned in college was um, understanding human nature yes. I think that also comes from my family background we are um, very social people we like to kind of figure out what makes people tick and I think I learned that um, or applied that even more when I was in college. While people were trying to go to um, the class of their choice, I was more um, involved in like student government and things that really kind of had you uh, focused on a person's uh, personality, Absolutely. motives, desires, and, and, and really like dreams and goals. So I, I thrived in that. And um, I really enjoyed that. So politics, if you will, campus politics, yeah. and organiz- organizations that allowed me to plan things, to bring people together, were yeah. always where I found myself. Yeah. So while I was doing that, my parents were like, what are you doing? Like, what, what is all this stuff that's taking up all your time? And then mentioning class at the very end. So I was like, <laughs> well, that's kind of been me. Really, if I look back at my life, that's really kind of been me, the social butterfly. Um, the leader, if you will, I don't know if you could say natural born leader, but some people do have more of a tendency and it's encouraged um, that they lead. So thankfully, as a woman, as a female, um, my parents did encourage that in, in me early. Awesome. So leadership has always been a part of me. But anyway, bottom line is I get to college and I'm like, oh, this is so much fun. The extracurriculars are so much fun. And yeah. then the class is cool, too. So I do <laughs> like everything I can to just express that creative side of me. That yeah. people focused side of me, yeah. and I find it very rewarding. But hence, uh, as I fast forward, bottom line is my parents are like, Okay, so what are you gonna be a doctor or a lawyer? Okay, then I will choose one of those. So, my brother's a doctor, I'm a lawyer <laughs> as right. a first career. So, they, they instilled those uh, lessons and messages very very keenly. But bottom line is, I realized pretty quickly, I would say even the first week of law school, I'm like, Lord, what am I doing here? Really? Is this something that I really want? And um, there was just a huge amount of pressure not to disappoint them. And to feel as if I was fulfilling that dream, the sacrifices that were made, um, have come to fruition by me uh, pursuing this career. So I, I could tell you even back then, I wasn't really at ease. I would cry. First year of law school was just crazy anyway. Shout out to anybody who's in law school. But I would just cry uncontrollably. If I look back, I'd probably say I might have been depressed. I just knew this wasn't the space for me. This wasn't going to allow me to fully express all that is Suzette. But at the same time, I felt like that very, very real pressure to not disappoint my family and to kind of stay in a field even though I kind of knew it wasn't for me. So, fast yeah. forward, and you ask me a question or I can just keep talking.
0: Just going. I love it. Go.
1: So, fast forward a couple years down the road, I finished yeah. law school miraculously. I thank Jesus for that law degree. Um, mm-hmm. I finished, I take a couple years to pass the bar. Yeah. And I'm kind of out there in this legal field and I'm kind of thinking to myself, what am I really doing in my life? Yeah. I don't like paperwork. I like people so um, (laughs) trying to figure out what to do with these feelings. I began to write. Um, I began to do radio and I, and people like you just don't walk off the street and do radio. For me, it ended up starting in um, a place of worship. I was attending at the time. They had a really cool crew of people that produced some really high level um video, radio commercials and things like this. So I got to kind of cut my teeth in really an unexpected environment. Yeah, I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed it so much. Uh, lo and behold, and this is kind of like the serendipity of life. When, when, what do they say? When preparation meets opportunity. Yep. Someone saw me uh, doing these commercials and things, and listened to me on the radio, and they were like, "Hey, we have an opening at uh, Trinity Broadcast Network." And I was like, "Really? I've never. I didn't even want to say it out loud. I'm like, I've never really done it like on that level." However. I did a screen test the lady was like no, no no a host is leaving you should really come and do a screen test so I went and I did it and they were like on the spot okay can you come back Monday and I was like what I had to go figure out my life like my cousin was taking headshots of me at that moment for their wow. and some other things but it's funny how what you put out and I'm not really a, just a dream it and believe it type person I, I do honestly believe that if that restlessness wasn't inside of me and I wasn't trying to find out how I could apply it, I don't know that the opportunity would have aligned myself. If I hadn't been involved with people, which is again, where I find the most comfort, um, with, with expressing maybe the emotions of somebody when they can't, with getting conversations started that are uncomfortable, mm. with trying to really understand where a person's, um, I don't know, deepest fears, deepest mm-hmm. threats, um, deepest self-consciousness comes from. Those yeah. things have always been what made me curious. And thankfully, yeah. I found a media-esque platform yeah. to explore those things.
0: This is so beautiful. There's so much, like, I love that you, I could just say, hey, tell us your story and you unpack it. <laughs> hey, I'm <guys>. a <laughs> no, I love that you mentioned um, just from the pressure of your parents and that sort of dictating what you do to you flourishing in doing things for free at your place of worship at the time, and then right. that being the springboard to something like a TBN, right? Like, exactly. that is so beautiful. Exactly. And um, one of the things I want to ask, just to peel back some of your layers, were were there distinct moments where you felt extra nervous or extra anxious? Because here's the thing, right? Law is not something you mess with. You don't mess with just getting a law degree. And (laughs) I don't think, you know, I don't have a law degree, but I have friends who, you know, it's, it's, it's very, uh, that's an investment, right? So how did you navigate, okay, what am I going to do with all of this preparation and all of this investment, right? And sacrifice now that I know what I feel called to do and what I'm wired to do naturally.
1: Well, if anybody out there, and I'm sure there are many people because uh, research shows a high number of Americans, and really not just Americans, people around the world are dissatisfied.
0: Very, 60%. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So this is not, it's so funny that we don't really talk about this. We, we don't. Talk about career planning. That's why we're talking about it. About life. We're like, just go be this. It's in a book. And no, it doesn't really work like that. So right. what I would encourage people and how I kind of found my own strength is to kind of get your feet wet in what you think. It doesn't have to always be all figured out. I think people just get afraid of moving. That's true. Any direction. I find that a lot. People just get stuck. They don't, they don't move at all because it might be the wrong thing. And that ties back into what we have as this kind of social media phenomenon where people in a, in a foregone era used, to era used to be able to try something out. It didn't work out. Yes. And only them, their parents, and maybe their neighbors Knew they had tried this thing out. In this era of Facebook, Twitter, Insta, it's like you can't make a mistake without two thousand, three thousand, five thousand people knowing that you switched. Right. So it's it's a very the first thing I had to do was kind of be okay with that, the fact that people wouldn't be able to necessarily get me, particularly my parents, particularly um, some family members. They, this is what other people dream of a law degree, and I'm like, but it's not working. It's not making me feel satisfied on a daily basis. I literally feel like I'm choking and suffocating under
0: yeah. what, what
1: society, thanks law and order, has said is something to be desired. So it's, wow. it's really hard when you have quote unquote something that people want or people are perceiving as something of value. And it's not that you don't value it. Right. That it does not have the same level of fulfillment that, yeah. People assume it does. Right. I can't tell you how many lawyers, and I got in other careers as well, feel like this. And no one can say it out loud. It's like the elephant in the room. It's like people are, are programmed to be fake and to tell people what they want to hear and to kind of like, um, I don't know, just, just live an imaginary life that someone else finds acceptable. So the first thing I would definitely go back to is you have to be brave enough to kind of dip your toe in the proverbial pool that you think you might fit in yeah. and be okay. If you don't pick the right thing right away. Right. Cause I didn't know what this thing called journalism was. Right. I wasn't quite sure what my, my skills and, and talents fit, but the beauty of having some of these, what we call soft skills. Yes. The, the beauty is that they're transferable. And what I understood now, what I understand better now is that law provides me a lot of transferable skills. So the first thing I think somebody should look at is what skills do I have right. that are not technical, that you don't need a degree for, that you don't necessarily need um, some kind of certification for that can be applied in different ways. Well, for me, law is writing. Law is definitely reading people. Right. Law is definitely relating to, um, if you want to put it in a jury sense, um, your peers right. and getting them to uh, see things from your perspective. Law is storytelling. You definitely have a side uh, that you want to represent and that you wow. want to represent so that others um, will see things from your perspective a little better. And law is advocacy. I think at the end of the day, what I really am is an advocate for people, people loving and empowering themselves. So I think all those things were kind of like mixed up in like law, yeah. but it's not like I could express them every single day in the way I wanted to. Yeah. So just going to a meeting, I remember my first NABJ South Florida meeting and just, I emailed somebody off of a website and I was like, I started doing this thing called journalism. <laughs> I Did you? Some guidance mm-hmm. on how to do it better. And I went to like a Christmas party or something. And like by the second meeting, I was like the secretary. So it was- Oh, wow. Yes. Is that leadership? Is that leadership? But no, it was, it was finding your tribe. I think sometimes- yeah. We get stuck in the feeling that nobody gets us because our immediate family and our immediate friend doesn't get us. There's nobody that gets us. Sometimes you got to step away from those people. Yeah, get around people who see the the real you, the new you, the the fully expressed you. And I think sometimes we get we get caught up in the fact that we don't think those people exist because they're not our spouses, they're not our parents, they're not our siblings, they're not our cousins and friends and sister girls. But there are people that are out there waiting for. Who the real you is, I and I'm it. really ready to embrace that person. But you got to find that. So I think the biggest thing is kind of like starting small, dipping your toe into it. Just don't say, "I can't tell you how many women come up to me like, I want to do what you do. I want to host events. I want to host TV." And I'm like, "So how have you tried? I guess to get your feet wet." And there's a there's a blank stare.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, "No, no, no. It it, it has to go from." wishing to action first
0: absolutely you don't
1: have to fully like go get a degree some people have like told me she's like go get a, a, a degree baby I can write that's one thing I know I can, <laughs> I can do very well that's one thing I know I can do and I know it translates so yeah. do I do kind of continuing education yes through workshops yes community forums things like this um joining a couple of trade groups that like I said, relate to journalism and media, and what I am I'm now really passionate about. Yeah. And I've kind of you think this thing, this thing called YouTube is just a fluke? This thing called Google, you got friends everywhere, darling, that can help encourage you to become who you're meant to be. So I, I would just yeah. say definitely start small, but don't put all your business out there because there are going to be the haters, there are going to be the people that discourage you. Love so your loved ones, I <laughs> just love one of you. So, but start, but start yeah. push and get out there.
0: So here's my next question. Just before we go to your aha moments, Yeah, what would you say, especially because you're so good at reading people yeah. and you're around a lot of people all the time. Yeah. What would you list as like top three symptoms of being career frustrated? Right? Because mm. you mentioned something earlier that I was like, wow, she felt, what did you say? Choked. Yeah, absolutely. How did you See, a lot of times I think people are not as emotionally intelligent for, them, for their own good, for their own yeah, selves. So I want to kind of get out of you some clarity about like, how did you, rec- like, what are some symptoms that would you say are classic career frustrated?
1: Okay. Well, the first thing is when you tend to not find any joy, like a job is a job. So yeah. again, I, all of these feelings can be relative to people's needs. Absolutely. If you have family, if you have children, if you have other things and parents that rely on your income, or anybody who relies on your income, it's not always easy to make a big shift.
0: Absolutely.
1: But I would submit to you that your own mental health and well-being is what has the long term impact on those very same people. Yeah. So that you must consider how enjoyable, how rewarding. How um, a day-to-day experience can kind of determine your level of success really long-term if it's not if it's not the right fit for you. So I, I again, some people I get That's it. Good. You have to kind of like consider you got bills, you got loans, you got all kinds of stuff, and that that makes it really difficult for a lot of people. I I don't have. I'm not married yet. I don't have children yet. So that kind of helped me to right. kind of be on this path of self-discovery. But I would to go back to your question. I would say first and foremost. When you step into your place of work, I, I, I think there's something to be said about gut gut feelings. I'm not, yes. not going to say that every day is a happy day. You're going to have bad days. Right, absolutely. You, to feel, you know, oh, I'm not happy all the time. I, I'm at the wrong job. Um, but for me, I think there are months and months where I had literally like checked out. And I think that is one telltale sign when you just show up just to show up and you're not necessarily, I'm not connecting with the folks around me or the work that you, you've ended up in a, in a pretty dangerous, I would say emotionally, psychologically, mental health wise, dangerous place. Absolutely. So when you just are, are showing up to get that check, I think you got to really, really do some um, self-evaluating and figure yeah. out what either I cannot I change something here, maybe go to my uh, superiors or, or, or my supervisors, bosses, whoever, whatever you call them. To figure out how I can better uh, find something that's more suitable to my mind, my my spirit, um, my my total um, yeah. with yeah. these, yeah. these words now. But is it is it going to give me the fulfillment I need, or should I move on? I think there was a big, especially after like the downturn in the economy, people were yeah. afraid to leave jobs because they were just now, um, you know, they there were so few. And there were so many cutbacks, but I think this this time now that we're in allows you more to think about how do I feel when I get there? Do I enjoy working with the people? What I've realized, I like working with certain type of clients in law, but not other type of clients. Right. Um, I had gotten to the point where my coworkers were just getting on my nerves, and I don't. I, I tend to get along with almost everyone. And what is really not so good is is when you're faking it like i think there's a work face mm. everyone uses i think yeah. sometimes just to have it's 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 the polite face it's it's us just trying to be good human beings to one another but then there's a deeper fake work face where people don't know what you just just go off on them really quickly right now yes but you're gonna hold it together because you still need this job so when you start thinking like that when it becomes um you know just difficult to go to lunch with folks when you just want to you're really hiding, like you have certain decorum that you keep at work, but it's, it's beyond that. When you're actually thinking bad thoughts <laughs> about the, the, the folks around you and why you're coming here, it might be time for you to really start, not even just looking for a new job, but sometimes it's the next level of, am I in the right industry where I can, I can properly apply my skills, um, talents, and desires? Absolutely. I love that 100%.
0: All right. Let's segue to a sort of, let's say, a verbal journaling, right? Yeah. Your distinct aha moments as you've navigated your career change, right? Just things that you would say are, if Suzette wrote a book, which uh-huh. you know, I am working say, on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want you to give all your goods, no, but no, I, mean, no, I can't give you your Yeah. Just a few aha moments that are distinct to, you know, your journey. Um hmm.
1: Whoa, I I that's deep. I'm I'm trying to think of several that have had impacts on me. Sure. Um, I think one of the most recent ones as I'm transitioning from like an apprenticeship lawyership where basically I have my own law firm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was working in kind of like a co working space with others. Yeah. And I think it's a very good Environment to be in when you can learn from others, yeah, and and kind of absorb their 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 knowledge and wisdom. Um, but I think there's something to be said about knowing that you also have the ability to uh, work with certain clients, work at a certain level, and just be great. And I think one thing that has stood out to me most when we talk about career pivots and career changes was I'm sitting in an office, uh, my own office, you know, kind of walled off from other people. Um, but something comes to me and I just realize in my spirit, I'm like, this environment is not really allowing me to be great. And I think sometimes when you, you sit back and evaluate where you are, there can be a tons of, uh, of, of resources and choices that make something good. But what I'm realizing right now, especially when it comes to career, there, there can be a good choice and there can be a better choice. And I think sometimes we as human beings have difficulty choosing the better when there's a good. And I think um, I had the realization probably about the end of last year that I was like, this work environment is good. There's a lot I can glean from other people. There's a lot I can um, just absorb like a sponge from other people. But then you also can have an environment where people don't necessarily have the same mutual respect or see you as having the same level of experience because they have yeah. years and years more than you. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, because we are in a work environment where there's so many different generations working together right now, you have your boomers, you have your millennials, you have your X, Y, you have your, your neutrons and your photon, whatever they're calling people now. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of um, cross-pollination that can happen that can be very fruitful. Um, and one of my big themes that I, I live by is that I want to learn from those who have gone before me, whether it's in law, whether it's in media, um, whatever endeavor I'm, 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 I'm choosing, I want to gain that knowledge. But I think what aha is, yeah. I also um, can help my own self-growth by doing some of those, um, some of that maturing, independently as well. I think sometimes when we grow close to and next to and work alongside people yeah. there can become a, um, a symbiotic which is healthy and then there can be a codependent relationship which is less healthy yeah because you lose your value and you lose your ability to really believe in yourself and to know that you can be great so I think one of the recent ahas I had as in the last year yeah that I needed to switch up my environment I needed my own working right. space I needed to kind of like wake up and not have even though you have your autonomy you don't necessarily have full autonomy but you have a lot of good that goes with not having that so i think there's there's certain things called trade-offs that you have to weigh but i understand now that even though i have good choices sometimes the the beauty is making the better choice Mm -hmm. so you're leaving something good on the table but it doesn't mean that uh the choice you're making is not good and doesn't doesn't um, bring you to a new level. And, and that's what I'm sometimes those choices can be hard. Being a lawyer is not a bad choice. No. But the reward I'm getting by standing in my truth, which is in media, yeah.
0: is better for me. For sure. I love that answer. Thank you for sharing that. I love you for, for, for going deeper on that topic and just being very honest about what you learned in the last uh, year. So here 's the fifth question for you: what would you say is the one thing that you think it takes, the one thing you think it takes to restart your career because that some people haven 't done any you know of the things that you 've done they, they haven 't been as self aware as you right. they haven 't right. been as um, <clears throat> emotionally intelligent as you, maybe they haven't had the opportunities or the mentors as you but they're they 're reaching a place in their life right now <clears throat> and these could be either. I don't want to say just millennials, but you know, there's <laughs> millennials are Gen Y, but they could be some Gen Xers too. Yeah, Gen X or, is a little bit in there. Yeah, yeah it depends true. on your mindset, really. It depends on your mindset. Right. What would you say is the one thing? Because there's a lot of things you could do, but what's the one thing that Suzette would encourage people to do if you were like wanting? Uh, I think I can answer that really off the bat.
1: Um, my, you got to get your mind right. And yeah. that sounds like a very generic statement, but it's not. Um, I think what happens is we get older, we know we get kind of like battered and bruised and, and kind of affected by what we think we can and what we think we can do. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like I've gotten like a regenerated mind like in the last year or so. Really? Because maybe even a little bit longer. Um, but the, the hard part about entrepreneurship for me as being, a, you know, an attorney that has their own law firm. And the hard part about it, being a freelancer, which, yeah. is, which is also being entrepreneurial, yeah. is that you have to believe enough in your own skills and abilities that you convince other people mm-hmm. to believe just as much in you and what you can do for them. So I think... Um,
0: you might want to say I that guess. one more time. You want to say it one more
1: time. One of, the, one of the most beautiful things and one of the most difficult things about switching to something new. My friend Paul Carrick Brunson calls it career pivoting. And it's okay. I think that's the biggest thing that, first of all, accepting that that's okay. You can start out wanting to do one thing, but as you grow and mature, you want to do something else. That's okay. That's actually natural. That's called evolution. Mm -hmm. And if you're not wanting to grow and change and if you're the same person, I mean, there are people that have careers for 20 years, Mm -hmm. but in this generation of people that's very rare. So there, there's a, a constant evolution going on as you get to know yourself. But just to go back to that point, to hit that point home again, the belief that one can, can switch yes. and be successful is probably the most difficult thing to overcome. I can go, I can go to a meeting of journalists and, and knowing that some people came out of J school, came out of journalism school, um, have two degrees, a master's and whatever. But I know I can write, baby. I'm an attorney. So it, it, there can be a lot of intimidation and even with a law degree, people, you know, can say, well, is she really this? Is she really that? But I look at those who've done it already. Most people don't understand that there's somebody with this world of 7 billion people who has already crossed that threshold. Yes. Yep. We think we reinvent everything. Oh my gosh, there's never been a, a lawyer turned journalist um, turn on turning television. <laughs> yes. There's quite a few of us. So it, it is something that, um, one has to convince oneself first. Right. And to do that, I would totally recommend you got to get on either listening to reading or watching. Um, and I don't want to use the term motivation cause I kind of get, it's get, it gets overused. Yeah. Some of the people it's not really even motivating. Like <laughs> some people I find are kind of gimmicky and there's no, yes. there there. Yes. Um. But you got to find whatever teachers. One one thing about mentorship and what you mentioned, people may not have mentors in their vicinity, in their immediate vicinity. But right. Thanks to the internet. Thanks to books. Yes. Anybody can be your mentor. Yes. People from years and years ago. Nelson Mandela. People who have gone through a lot of stuff. Oh my gosh! Somebody's at my door.
0: Um. I can pause it if you need. Can pause it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me pause it real quick. <laughs> All right. So you were on a roll talking about the belief and mentors, and you can just pick up a book. You can Mm -hmm. find authentic mentors, too. Don't go for the gimmicky stuff. I love it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So uh, people need to know that information is there, but I find that there are people that are stuck at it's in my mind and it's a thought, and I can't get past um, the how. Yes. Um. Sometimes you don't know how. I kind of am winging it. A lot of people are. Until we kind of find our space, find our 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 where we where we belong. I, I was gonna say our true kind of path. But yeah. again, paths change. That's why I, I was kind of hesitant to say that because yeah. uh, things morph. Opportunities come to you. Um yeah. You have to be searching them out though for them to present themselves. I love so it. The the search is you. You gotta want what you say you want
0: yes but if you
1: don't know where to begin find a book find a YouTube channel find yes. um, a real-life mentor just read listen um, watch and I'm very big on that I, I, I start my day um, with some sort of teaching either I'm taking a walk with it in my ear either I'm watching some sort of um, YouTube usually I'm on YouTube I don't really watch television <laughs> but. Um, I try not to get on Facebook first and all these other (laughs) other apps first. I'm like, no, fill yourself uh, with something positive first and foremost as you start. So I think it's a very, very, um, it's a very step one type of formula, but I think people don't even get to it. People get stuck in the, I wish I want, I can't, how do I? Um, but once you start to research and once you start to kind of get around, uh, folks with the same mindset, that growth mindset, you're going to find opportunities or create your own, which is what I'm doing. Um, a lot of times I'm marketing myself. I'm seeking people like, Oh, how do you get gigs? I'm like, I'm trying to find stuff where I can speak at or things that I can host or television shows I can get involved with. Now that I'm of that mindset, more opportunities are presenting themselves. And I'm, I'm, again, I'm not kind of like a dream it, do it, be it like kind of thing, yeah. but there's something to be said about that law of attraction. So I kind of know that once you start putting in that work, start researching, start listening, start, start looking for answers to your questions.
0: Yeah. Yes. You're
1: going to get more clarity. Um, so that, that's the kind of the, the big takeaway.
0: This is actually a really good segue into our rapid fire questions, and I'm going to go exceedingly fast. Okay. So I want you to give me, sort of Suzette succinctly type okay. um, because it's rapid fire. And I want to honor your time because okay. I really appreciate I know how busy you are. I know that your schedule is purposefully, you know. Oh, I appreciate it. Yes. That's what my makeup
1: is done. I got an event or yeah, two after this <laughs>
0: I'm with you. Number one, best mm. tip on finding a new job point blank.
1: Uh, best tip on finding a new job, uh, go out and network, meet with people in that industry that you want to get with, get into. I love it.
0: Number two, best piece of advice on crushing an interview, according to you?
1: Uh, Crushing an interview. Anticipate the questions and practice.
0: Perfect. Number three, best tip on negotiating salary?
1: Um, Never state the salary you earned before.
0: Love it. Even
1: if they ask you on an application, leave it blank.
0: Love it. Let them peg you to your previous salary. Go higher. I love it. Number four, best piece of advice you ever heard about career success? best piece of
1: advice about career success um i think is that you really never reach your pinnacle and sometimes when you think you have um there's new things to discover so don't think it's the destination it's the journey it's really it it really is though
0: though. (laughs) number five best song or success quote that constantly motivates you
1: I don't know if people are going to get this, but I listen to and, and he's right now, this, this gentleman is kind of like the bad boy of reggae and dancehall reggae. I don't know if people even know that genre, but it's kind of like the hip hop, the street hip hop of Jamaica. Uh-huh. And I listen to it and I really, I find it motivating. Yeah. Um, and that's weird from like, kind of like, I'm not like a thug and I don't like that word even. But um, the hardness and the aggressiveness of it and the determination um, to succeedness yes. of it, um, it just, it probably puts me in the mindset of where P. Diddy was when he was just coming out of college and how badly he wanted to kind of just make it. That's yeah. what it does for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if you really know me, you <laughs> know that I, I do listen to a <laughs> lot of music like that, um, that is not aggressive just for the sake of it has a lot of lyrics, though, about success and about overcoming obstacles and challenges and just doing it so when i in the morning i can listen to a lot of vibes cartel if people know who he is um i love the song um unstoppable it is really i could sing the lyrics for you but i don't want to embarrass myself (laughs) but like that type of music it it just it just gets me like reared up for my day love
0: it love it So number six, what's your personal definition of success?
1: Um, Happiness and health and acceptance and love. Love it. Every space of my life.
0: I love it. I love it. Number seven. And our final rapid fire question, what book would you recommend to the She Ventures tribe and why?
1: Um, you're a Badass is a very good book I have it on yeah, Jen Cicero audio book when I just kind of need to be reminded there are always going to be times when you just kind of feel like oh my gosh I'm not making the cut they're going to figure out I don't know what I'm doing yes um, how am I going to meet with this you know big manager or whoever it is there are always times you're going to feel insecure heck <sighs> and need to just be reminded that you are a badass so I would get I would recommend I like her voice and listening yes. to her on the audio book I would recommend that for sure
0: okay okay well thank you so much suzette i really appreciated your time you were fantastic thank and you
1: again I, I appreciate it shout out to the Sheep ventures crew
0: i know oh my goodness i just feel like you gave us so much wisdom so much honesty so much reflection that i think a lot of people can benefit from this interview and i really appreciate you telling your story thank thank you. i appreciate the opportunity and the platform
1: to share all the best i'll see you soon
0: That's all I have for you today, friends. If you're interested in leveling up in your career, creativity, or your confidence, schedule a free consultation at sheventuresnow.com.